Are you thinking about doing a webinar? Have you thought about producing a podcast? Do you just want something recorded? Have you considered the Be Anthony Creative Group? We offer the best in all of those services and more. For more information, click on the link in the bio or visit our website, beanthonycg.com or go to our Instagram page at beanthonycg. I look forward to hearing from you. Again, go to beanthonycg.com for more information on the Be Anthony Creative Group. Welcome to the B-Signal Podcast, the podcast where filmmakers and fans talk about film and how it impacts our lives. I'm your host, B. Anthony. And now our feature presentation. And welcome to the B-Signal Podcast. I am your host, B. Anthony. Thanking you for listening to another episode, for watching this episode of the B-Signal Podcast, the podcast where film fans and filmmakers come together to discuss film and how it impacts our everyday life. I want to start off by sending my condolences and my prayers uh, to the people of Ukraine. Um, Simply put, a horrible situation going on over there and praying for everyone who's affected by it and also praying for a speedy resolution. Um, So before we get into this latest episode, episode eight, uh, episode eight of the season, um, I want to shout out my friend Mia Crown, um, a brilliant uh, boss, a content creator, and all-around genius. Um, I put a link in the bio of this podcast. Um, she's doing a GoFundMe uh, to help her with her expenses as she's battling cancer right now. So if you click on the link in the bio um, and, and give what you can uh, to help support uh crown i call it crown um that would be so so cool and so nice and so generous of you um so again please click on the link in the bio uh to help out my friend crown um and yeah those those were the things that i wanted to um hit at the beginning of the podcast i thought they were very important to talk about and uh now we can transition on to some of the lighter parts um look I turn 39 on Sunday, Lord willing, February 27th, and I am extremely excited about it. That's right. That's 39 candles on said cake this year. And um, yeah, grateful. So outside of going to church on Sunday, um, by the way, I'm going to invite you if you want to celebrate with me. That's one way I celebrate. Um, I go to church. So join me at House of Healing DMV. And uh, virtually, I'll put the link down <laughs> to um, uh, to our services if you want to watch us online or if you want to come and, and chill out with us uh, in person, 1244 uh, Benning Road, Capitol Heights, Maryland, 20743. Um, and say, hey, Brian asked me to come here. Um, Be happy to have you. So yeah, come to church with me. If you want something to do, if you want to celebrate with me, that's definitely one way that I celebrate. Um, Outside of that, I really don't know what I'm doing for my birthday. My family is taking me out on Saturday evening. Um, So I'm excited about that. Um, I think we're going to Morton's. Yeah, I think we're going to Morton's. So it's me um, and a friend. 
uh, we're going to go celebrate. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, but it just hit me that today, Friday, February 25th, uh, makes three years, right, since I've made my directorial debut. Um, so long story short, uh, prior to me starting this podcast, my, my dream, my, my ambition uh, is to make movies. I've always wanted to make movies. So um, it, back in 2018, I was in my last year of grad school at American University. Shout out to uh, AU uh, Producers Program, uh, Cohort 22. Um, miss all of you, actually. I want to have all you guys on the show, so I'm going to try to make that happen. Um, but it was only eight of us in my cohort, by the way. Um, we were coming to the tail end of my program, and at the beginning of uh, 2018, I... I was at a place where I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a filmmaker, but you know, how do I do this? Like, what is the best way to go about this? You know, I had already done a documentary uh, called Till Victory is One. Very proud of that. Um, all of this is on my website, by the way, at uh, www.banthonycg.com. So I, I, I created uh, a beautiful documentary. I'm very proud of that documentary. And I was like, well, my dream is to make films. You know, I want to do these these science fiction, action adventure, superhero-esque, you know, movies. And, you know, I was at a funny place because I was trying to figure out, well, how do I go about making this happen? And uh, I was listening to or I went to a workshop or a summit or something with T.D. Jakes and he was just talking about now's the time to go and do it. And he said, if you don't do it now, you'll never, you'll never, you'll never do it. <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make a movie. I'm going to make a movie. So I just got my camera <laughs> and I shot something you know i had this idea of doing a superhero movie i still love superhero films um i think superhero films are just as viable as you know your your crime dramas your political thrillers your horror genres it's amazing to me that so many um directors are speaking out against it but they've always been there right whether you're watching zorro uh you know in black and white or or george reeves superman it's not a new genre. It's always been with us. They're more popular now. You know, people have a vested interest in it now, but, you know, it's been there. So for me growing up, uh, when it comes to films, like most kids, that's what I was into. You know, the, the image of or, or, or the, um, the construct of a superhero, you know, whether that was He-Man or Lion-O, um, whether it was uh, G.I. Joe or whether it was Batman. Of course, I was going to say Batman. He's over my shoulder. <laughs> Duh. Um, I've always wanted to do that. And I still do. I believe I'm going to do it one day. And so um, I will be the Kevin Feige of the DCEU, right? I'm putting that out there. So anyway, I, I've always loved heroes so i said you know what i'm going to make me a superhero movie fine no problem 
I come up with a story um, and, and this whole concept of uh, this, this corporation, you know, coming in, taking over things. And, you know, they try to take over this guy's house. And as they're trying to siege this guy's house uh, using these supernatural elements and sci-fi elements, uh, his powers emerge, right? Bear in mind, I, I have no clue what I was doing, right? But I just, I wanted to envision this. And so uh, I wanted to make this movie. That was my goal. I'm making a movie and I don't care how it looks, what it takes. Um, I'm going to make this movie. So long story short, Joel came over, Lindsay came over. Um, who else came over? Uh, my friend, John Moore, he starred in the film. My friend Earl was the antagonist. Uh, my neighbor Dion, uh, Nadia, Kevin, they were all in this movie. And it's only like four minutes long. It really is a short film. But I didn't care. Like, I got my green screen and you couldn't tell me I wasn't like Steven Spielberg or Zack Snyder or Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> because, you know, that that was my goal. That was my goal, and it still is my goal. Um, the the what I love about watching my empty space, my my latest project or my most recent project, is that I can really see the progression. Right, um, I saw where I started from till victories won. I saw the ambition and 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 the the ballsiness of what I was trying to do with this current film, Be Light, the one I'm talking about right now, and then. My Empty Space, that film in particular, it's like, okay, this is really like you trying to evolve and find, you know, who you are and really see if you can tell a complete story. And that's good. That's progression. That's what I want as a creative. I want to make sure that I'm growing um, and that I'm continuing to um, talk about things and explore things that normally isn't readily talked about or show you something that you've never seen before, right? I had the idea to play a segment of it for you today um, on this episode. I thought it would be cool just for you to see what it was like or listen to what it was like for, for me to talk about my film in front of a live audience, okay? So in my mind, I'm like, I made this film. I need to have a premiere, have a premiere. <laughs> so I'm like... <laughs> you know, we're going to have a premiere. I reserved space at Busboy and Poets in, um, was it New Carrollton? I believe it was the New Carrollton area. And, you know, again, didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to have a premiere. Um, I had, I think, about 80 people there. And they sat and watched the film and it was funny because they, you know, of course it was family and friends, so they enjoyed it. I believe they genuinely enjoyed it. But there was also this other element of like, what did I just see or what was it? And I did a Q&A afterwards, and that was the best part, right? Talking about the film and, and getting into why I did certain things. And I was like, oh, my God, I love this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to stop here play a segment for you, a couple of minutes. And um, I just wanted to take a moment and, and, and celebrate 
this this occasion. It's been three years since I started for real, for real. And um, I'm proud of it. I'm genuinely proud of it. It's not the best thing I've done, but, you know, I want to share steps with you on my movie making uh, or filmmaking journey. So without further ado, here's a segment of the interview for uh, Be Light. All right. It was produced, directed and written by me. Um, and it made its debut literally three day three years ago today, uh, February twenty fifth, um, twenty nineteen. All right. So without further ado, enjoy. So let's start with um, the title. And you know, as creators, you're not sure which route to take, or if you come up with the title first and then the film. So in your case, which came first, the title or the subject? So for me, what came first was actually the subject. Um, I was in a place where I was transitioning, just in life generally, and uh, I was fascinated with this whole concept of light. And at the time, I started playing around with the concept. We had just started talking about uh, the Genesis and Bible study. Shout out to your pants. Yeah, my pants is right here. story and I can't even do it just the way that they did but mm -hmm. it was so visual to me just the way of how they described God speaking you know let there be this let there be that and then there was a part in a lady key's lesson where she talked about um, once the light came into the earth and how the chaos went away uh -huh. and that resonated with me on multiple levels because at the time we were worrying about that mm -hmm. It seemed to be a chaotic time just in the world generally. We just had a change in administration. Yeah. Um, presidency, you mean with our new president? Yeah. So that was happening, and then that kind of, uh, from the campaign up to the election, mm -hmm. it was just very chaotic from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And then after 81, it just felt kind of dire to me, you know, because it just seemed like everyone's spirits were going to be And then there was this sudden rise in protests that I had never seen before. So you had these perspectives going back and forth as far as who was right okay. and who was wrong. And then you had MAGA versus the liberals. And it was just a very confusing um, time when I first started playing around with this idea. And so um, hearing that Bible study lesson and then just kind of thinking about the idea that once life does come in to play that chaos, has to see. Okay. So that was your intent of using uh, greed and money uh, with uh, the main character. He seemed a bit well, disappointed or... The subtext, which I was very careful, gentrification was just more of a tool to kind of push the overall idea that I came up with. So um, being from D.C., that was another thing that I was dealing with, seeing the city changing so much and so rapidly and having a perspective about that, but not always um, knowing if it's the right perspective or do I have the right to build that way. And so not knowing how to handle that, I kind of worked that into the film as a means of just being a little bit, I guess, right. But it wasn't that I was trying to make a position or justification one way or another. It was just me acknowledging that it's just kind of weird. And that it's happening. And that it's happening. Mm -hmm. It's happening rapidly. So we're just saying, 
Barbados. And so, you know, you're reaching towards the TV and you're stuck. In so I'm gonna um, ask a couple more questions. I know that there are some questions probably on the floor. Um, I'm not gonna absorb all of your time, uh, Mr. Honoree. But I noticed at the end, in terms of credits, um, the music provided by Xavier. Was yeah. that our original score? That was Xavier Ellis. Shout out to Xavier. Um, so I literally said, uh, Xavier, do you want to write something? And he was like, oh, I have something. And surprisingly, in this horror-like thing, the name of the song that he wrote was Worship. Um, I know. Um, so I knew that I wanted that to be the hero theme. Um, and the longer version of it is really uh, ethereal um, and kind of like a symphony type thing going on, but I didn't want that to overwhelm the entire moment. So I just used a tag at the beginning, but Xavier did that for me. And the dark music that I got, um, YouTube has free royalty music. Royalty free music. Shout out to the creators that use free music. Amen. And next, I want to ask about your cinematographer so, and your sound engineers. Yeah. What shout was that like, partnering okay. with them? So, uh, shout out to DCTV. Um, Joel Kala, uh, we met in a producing course. And so we kind of clicked. And um, we've been friends. I thought he was going to be able to come tonight, but he was way older. Okay. But uh, every time we talk, we're like, well, we want to do something. So literally, I called him and was like, hey, I have something, do you want to do it? He was like, yeah. So we came over and we did the blocking literally the day of, and we kind of figured out how we did it. The day of the shoot? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, literally because... Um, Describe blocking for those who are not in production. So blocking. just basically how you want the characters to be staged or in a show. Um, we uh, figured that out in the morning of, and then... Literally, the crew and cast came over. Uh, John Moore, um, who's not here yet. Uh, oh, John's here. Oh, hey, John. Um, so John was the first one to come over, and he was the easiest person to work with because uh, he literally said, what do you want me to do? Um, and I was like, oh, wow, OK. So he was very patient um, with us figuring out the shots and then also figuring out the concepts. The shot that was probably that scared me the most uh, was when the bad guy Earl oh. choked John. <laughs>
my shots as thoroughly as I as you're supposed to, mm -hmm. and I did this on the whim. I couldn't execute that the way that I wanted to, but um, we were able to improvise, or I was able to improvise in post, okay, um, so that I could at least sim sim um, simulate that he was in an alternate reality. Gotcha. So John probably I spent the longest time with him shooting. Yeah. Out of all of the characters that you all, have? Yeah. And then my final question before I release the microphone. Um, editing. What did you use? You used a lot of graphics at the end, removing the eyes with the lights. Yeah. It looked as if uh, there was some uh, floating above Earth. Mm -hmm. Did I get that correct? Yeah. Right. So interpreting that correctly. When um, the floating, anytime it doesn't look surreal, um, all of it was edited in um, Adobe Premiere. Mm -hmm. And then I used After Effects. Mm -hmm. So we use, um, uh, oh God, I can't think of the name of it right now. But just a lot of editing software. Yeah. And then I YouTube a lot. So YouTube is your friend um, when you're doing things like this. Um, and with the eyes, that was more important to me because I'm a big X-Men fan. And the, my favorite part about the X-Men, if you really look at the comic books, are the eyes. Each character has their own eye signature, especially in the comic books, during the Jim Lee era. Um, so Gambit, for example, had the red eyes, and Storm has white. Um, and of course, Cyclops has the ruby. So that always fascinated to me. And I remember someone saying that the gateway to the soul is like the eyes or something like that. And so if you notice with Earl's character, his eyes are black, which of course symbolizes darkness and then you know new vision and by the time we get by the time we get to the end of the movie john the reason why it was pure white was to show that era of hope and clarity and going back to be light be light be an example be the salt of the earth yeah yeah awesome. but, and more more than that and that's all true but just being no matter what uh, the resistance or or what the counter to your point is, stay true to that. And that was what I was really going for. And by the way, uh, shout out to John again because he ad-libbed that entire uh, scene where he was being interviewed. So that was all John's genius. No script. No script. Yeah. Yeah. That was John's genius. And so uh, there was more that he said, but then he was like, I'm tired, I can't do it anymore. Or, Brian, I forgot what I said, and so, um, yeah. yeah, shout out to him. And my final question would be, as a creative, how do you know when you're absolutely done with editing, with taping, when you say, okay, let's render, I'm ready to present? What was that moment like, like for you? Um, I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> I was just tired, but then I really felt like I went as far as I could go into doing more, it would kind of take away from the story, and it would prolong it. For not to put it out. Okay. Um, but Jamie, who works at DCTV, um, if you come to DCTV, you, you're just like, you're pushed to your limit. Um, and people hold you accountable for your art. And so uh, she literally looked at me and she said, How long have you been working on this? And I was like, oh. How long had it been actually? So I started, uh, I shot in January of 18. Mm -hmm. And I was going through my grad school program and just dealing with other things. And so we shot it early part of 18. And then after I graduated, I picked up the editing. So it literally took me about a year to do the whole thing because I was still learning how to use 
After Effects beyond just doing graphics for our opening screen or for a promo. Gotcha. And so when you're using actors or whatnot, that was the bigger challenge. And it's not easy. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. um, so I look forward to the day where I can make the money and hire someone to do it. That's right. Yeah. Jamie was the one who kind of just said, you need to finish this. And so this was the second cut, actually. Um, and then my friend Desmond from American University looked at it, and he was like, well, you can do some things differently. And so he gave me some ideas. So for example, um, in the original cut, when they were being interviewed, I forgot that I had to put them inside of a TV. And so I had to reshoot it again with it actually happening inside a TV. And then when he goes into the alternate world, it was just a red overlay. But when I did it the second time, I just allowed my imagination to go wild. And so the clouds in the sky and um, him being in a different color. Okay. Yeah, that was the second edit. And then after that, I, I was done. That this is it. Yeah, because there was nothing else to do. I didn't want to prolong it. So. That's right. What did you guys think? I, for me, it, it reignited something watching that, right? I remember sitting in that chair and feeling like a filmmaker. It just reignited something in me to to get out there and, and start creating again, you know? And um, not to give up, not to get discouraged, um, and to keep going, like literally keep going. There's no excuse. Um, so I hope you enjoyed watching that uh watching and listening to that clip and um for more information about the b signal podcast you can visit the website the b signal podcast.com or you can visit us on social media at b signal podcast uh you can also uh visit me b anthony at b anthony cg or you can go to my uh, if you want to look at all my other films, go to www.banthonycg.com. Thank you so much for listening to the B Sigma podcast. I am your host, B. Anthony, and I'm about to go celebrate. Hey, okay, no, that was too much. All right, talk to you later. Bye.